0: and when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in dry Creek all one word for a ten percent discount Good morning dwayne here, Dry Creek Wrangler School. Uh, we've got a little bit of a different location today. I'm actually in the uh, I'm in the horse trailer, which some might consider pretty fitting um but uh coming here to kind of get out of the get away from the noise a little bit from the interstate and and uh so i want to want to talk to you this morning about a subject that is so basic and so fundamental but that has such a such a overreaching effect on us and it has to do with um i am going to talk about making decisions the difference between making good decisions making bad decisions uh and it has to do with everything in life um making decisions on whether to get into horses if you will or making decisions on whether to buy that particular horse or not or making decisions on going into a particular field in life or taking a particular job Or a young couple has a huge decision ahead of We Do we want to buy a house or do we want to rent? Do we want to have children right away? Uh, Somebody has to decide, I need to buy a car. Do I want to buy new? Do I want to buy used? Uh, Do I want to go to college? Do I want a degree? Do I want... And on a daily basis, our life is made up of so many decisions and it can get overwhelming um i mentioned this before several years ago i had a a lot going on with work and with life and uh, i came home from work one afternoon Mm -hmm. and uh, when i walked in the door my my wife met me and she said what do you uh what do you want for supper tonight now she was just being very uh thoughtful and uh, whatever I wanted for supper that's what she wanted to fix and I stopped for a minute and I told her I said honey I am decisioned out I've made a kajillion decisions today and I I just I don't want to make another one I appreciate the thought and the heart behind it but you cook whatever you want to cook you decide and I'll eat it and I'll be happy for it and we but you know, if we look at our life, if we look at the difficulties in our life, where we are in certain places, we can trace most of our, our hard times, most of our bad positions. I mean, it just makes sense. It's so basic, it almost seems silly to mention it, but we can trace it back to a bad decision. I made the decision to do this. I made the decision to listen to this person. I made the decision to go down this road. I made this decision. Now I'm facing the results of that decision. And if I had been a little bit better at decision-making, I might have been in a little bit better position in life. um, Not everything, there are things in life we don't have choice on, but most of the things come down to decision-making. Um, and I have found as I've gotten older that I can smooth out things in my life by making better decisions. And I have for me found, and I don't always make good decisions. I I, I don't have a perfect record of decision-making. Um, but I have found a process for me that has helped with my decision making. And, uh, and so I just, I want to share that with you today. There's things nowadays that I'm like, man, if I had made this decision in the, when I was a kid, I would have gone this route and I'd been a pickle. Uh, but I've kind of matured a little and I've kind of been able to refine it. And, uh, and I just, I just want to share with you uh, some things on making decisions. Uh, I would say the first thing the world will tell you, follow your heart, follow your heart. That's what the whole world will tell you. Everybody around you will tell you, follow your heart. First thing I'm going to tell you is don't follow your heart. Um, Now, You want to follow your heart, but you don't want to follow your heart. Um, And now you want to reach through that phone and choke me. Um, But just hear me out and listen to me. Most of what we call our heart, following our heart, is not our heart. It's our emotions. And when people say, follow your heart, a lot of times what they're saying is, follow your emotions. And when you say, when we say, I'm going to follow my heart. We're not following our heart. We're following our emotions. Your heart, your heart is the core of who you are. It is the reality of who you are. That's your heart. It's what you're made up of. And it is what it is. Um, Emotions are reaction to an outside action. All right. Somebody gives you a new iPhone. Your emotion is you're happy you drop that iPhone and break it, you're sad. Uh, Then the person who gave you the iPhone says, well, I had insurance. You're happy again. Um, You have that iPhone for about six months, and a new iPhone comes out, you're dissatisfied. Your happiness, your emotions rise and fall on circumstances around you. So when you say, I'm going to follow my heart, what you're doing is you're going through life completely blindly reactionary to outside influences, and that's no way to live. Um, so the difference between following your heart and following your emotions is your heart is who you are. Now, if I, if, if I, if I decided, if somebody offered me a job, um, as an accountant making, you know, an ungodly amount of money. Um, I I would have to turn it down. Why are you turning it down? That's good money. Yeah. And it's a sure, cure job. Yes, it is. But I have to follow my heart and that's, that's not me. That's not who I am. Um, you know, kids are raised and they have two parents who are, let's say one of them, is a mathematics professor in a university and the other is an engineer and so they're very mathematical they're very um precise they're they're very logical very numbers oriented and then this child is born and this child is born and he's a genetic throwback to maybe his grandmother on the italian side or something and this child is very passionate very artistic and and uh, you know, maybe his parents want him to go into the field that they're in, because it's been very good to them. Um, it's been very stable. It's been very secure. It's been very financially profitable. And you know, most children they want, most parents they want the best for their children, and they want their children to go in to to their field. But the child grows up. As the child's grown up, the child realizes that it loves art. It, it, it's very, the child's very passionate. Uh, maybe it's painting, maybe it's uh, ballet, you know, I don't know, whatever it is. The child realizes that the child, they realize that they are at heart an artist, non-analyst. Uh, and so they follow their heart into the life that they are created for. It's not an emotional decision, although emotions are involved. It's just being true to the heart. Um, when I started this, when I started the YouTube channel, um, I knew my heart, my heart was not to make money. My heart was not to build a big channel. My heart was not to get famous. My heart was none of that. It's just, I knew uh that there were young people who wanted to go into some form of the wrangling or packing lifestyle and there wasn't a lot of information out there to help them and uh, and i knew there were people who were getting into horses and they were spending a fortune on these clinics and seminars and videotapes and books and it it wasn't what they needed and it wasn't helping them it wasn't the basics and the core and the understanding of things. And I knew that because I was those people at one time and I just really had a heart to help and to put out information that folks needed. Well, I was told, well, if you want to be successful in YouTube, uh, you have to, you have to have music and you, you gotta be exciting and you have to, uh, you know, you've got to have these cuts and these edits and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And, you know, I studied it out because I wanted to do it right. But I got to the point and I'm like, no, that's not my heart. I'm I'm not that kind of person. I'm not noisy. I'm not frenetic. I'm not. Um, that's not who I am. And that's not what I want to do. And if that's what I have to do to be successful, then I'm not going to be successful because I started this from the heart. So I'm going to follow my heart. So I followed my heart, not an emotion. I just knew who I was and decided I'm just going to stay true to myself. And, you know, as of today, like 538,000 subscribers or something. Uh, but that's the difference between following your heart and following an emotion. So first thing is, is when you have a large decision to make, uh, don't follow emotions. All right. Don't follow your emotions because your emotions are going to change with the circumstances. The circumstance is this right now and you feel this emotion right now. Well, if you base your decision on the emotion that you feel right now, based on the circumstances that are right now, That circumstance is going to change. So your emotion is going to change. But you've already made the decision. But by the same token, you do want to follow your heart. All right. Um, We'll talk more about that in a little bit. And uh, secondly, you got to use your brain. You have a brain. All right. It may not be. Your logic and reason and critical thinking side may not be well formed, but but you need to start using it and it'll grow. Okay. So you need to use your brain. All right. Now, my heart, my heart would say, I love to ride. I love horses and uh, I want to be a jockey. All right. Let's say my heart says I follow my heart. It's not an emotional thing. It's just what I love and what I, I would want to do. But my brain would say, you're six foot tall and you weigh 185 pounds. You're not gonna be a jockey. And if you starve yourself and uh, run 20 miles a day and eat nothing but cottage cheese and lettuce, you're still still gonna be six foot tall. You're still gonna have the bone frame that you have and uh, nobody's gonna hire you as a jockey. You will not be a jockey. Use your brain, okay? Um, you, you can't, you can't turn your mind off. You're a young couple. All right. You're renting a little apartment and, uh, you want to buy a house and your heart, your heart says, we want to own a home. Uh, maybe she's pregnant with your first child and you're like, we want to raise our children in our secure home. We want to get out of this apartment. We want to get out of the suburbs, we want to get out of the city. Uh, that's that's our heart. We so desperately want to do this. Well that is a factor. But you gotta to add to that the factor of your brain. You cannot negate logic and reason. You can't not add that into the equation. So you say where you live right now, housing is to purchase a house, a housing market is such interest rates are such, uh, how much money do we have in the bank for a down payment? It's this much, uh, how secure is our job? Are we both going to have to work full time unfailing to pay for a mortgage? Um, and so we got to go through the math. Are we going to drain every single nickel that we have in the bank and that we can beg, borrow and steal? in order to put down a down payment to follow our dream. So banks are, um, unethical. All right. Especially banks today. And, uh, they will loan you money that you cannot afford on a house that you do not need. Um, they've been doing it. All right. They've been doing it. All right. So you're going to get into a house and you're going to be underwater the first day you turn the key and get in that house, the house, you're going to owe more on the house than what the house is worth. If the housing market drops 10%, bam, you're underwater. Okay. I mean, let's just be, and then, so we take every nickel, we borrow from mom and dad, we take our savings, we sell everything we got and we get that 20% down payment on the house. We don't have anything else. We're completely flat, broke, busted, but we followed our dream. We have a house you get in the house and the air conditioning unit, the outside unit quits $7,000, to get it fixed. Uh, the septic tank needs pumped, uh, something there, there's a huge maintenance that the garage door is stuck and falls off and you've taken all your money without logic and reason and without calm thought and dumped it in, in this on a, on a roll of the dice you followed your heart and then something happens and now um and now you're in a pickle uh you're one of you your 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 job downsizes and maybe you don't get fired maybe you don't get laid off but maybe there's cutbacks okay uh and uh so you have to take that stuff and you have to add that to your heart you got to follow your heart but you cannot abandon your logic and your reason. Okay. You can't turn the brain off and just follow your heart. Uh, and the third thing you need to do is you need to get counsel. Okay. You got to do all these. Now, none of these are any good by themselves. None of these are good, solid decision-making, uh, ingredients by themselves. If you just follow your heart you're going to wind up blowing through the curve and going out to the cornfield, all right? If you just follow logic and reason and you don't follow your heart, you're going to wind up bored and miserable, okay? And sitting somewhere in your old age or your middle age saying, man, I wish I had done that. I wish I had at least tried. I wish I had had some adventure, some courage, and here I am and I have a life that is nothing, a life that is doing nothing, a life that is not fulfilling, a life that is not me. And I never did because I followed the safe route and I sat down and I did all the numbers and I did not take into account my heart. So you can't have one without the other and you also need counsel. Now by counsel, it's just advice. All right? It's just advice get advice and not from one person. Okay. So you get advice from as many people as you can. You're a young couple and you're thinking about starting a family. All right. We, we think we want to start a family. Well, follow your heart. Are you ready for kids? Follow your mind. Can you afford kids? Uh, are you mature enough to at least begin to grow with your kids? All right. And then get counsel. If you have a pastor, Uh, Mom and dad, grandparents, if you got aunts, uncles, a lot of people don't have that. People, friends, people you work with, you work with somebody, they, hey man, how long you been married? 32 years. How many kids you got? Got four kids. Uh, How old are your kids? Oh, they're all, they're all grown and gone. Man, you're somebody I need to talk to. Uh, Let's sit down at lunch and and let me get your side of things, all right? And take it and talk to this person and talk to that person, read books, read books. All right. Um, it's counsel. There's so much men and women out there who have lived life, who have experienced things, who've gone through things and they've written it down and it's out there. Um, you know, there was a saying going around readers or leaders and, uh, there's so much, experience and counsel out there. Um, and so, I mean, if you're going to change a water pump on your car and you've never done it before, you're at least going to get on YouTube and find a video on how to change a water pump on your car. You'll get counsel for changing your water pump. You'll seek counsel, even if it's a YouTube video on, on how to fix a leaky faucet, but you won't seek counsel on getting married or having a baby Or going into a career or changing a job. That's not wise. That's not wise. Uh, Seek counsel. Now, that doesn't mean find somebody who will tell you what you want to hear. And do it so you can put the responsibility on them. Find counsel. Get counsel from as many people you can. And sit there and add that. Add that to your own logic and reason. And then add that to your heart. And make an informed decision. Okay, all right. Uh, and last, um, your experience. He said, "Dwayne, I have no, I have no experience in this particular deal." Yeah, but you have experience. You, you've had experience from the day you were born. You've been experiencing life. What is it that book that guy wrote? I don't know. Everything I needed to know, I learned in kindergarten. You have more experience than you think you do. Now, a lot of it is experience. This is, I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this, and it's never worked out, so I need to not do it anymore. Okay. You say, well, so let's go back. Let's use the example. You are looking at buying a house, or you and your wife are looking at buying a house. Okay. So this is your heart, but here's logic and reason, and here's counsel, but then you step back and you say, you know what? I have never ever been able to handle money. I've never been able to save. Uh, I've, I've I've always been kind of irresponsible on just buying stuff impulsive. Uh, Put that into the pot and making that decision. You say, so then I should not buy a house. No, apply it to everything and say, well, you know what? Maybe my spouse, we need to, as part of this, to make this work, we need to come to the agreement that my spouse takes care of all the finances. Because from my history and from my personality, I know that I'm not good with money. And so we add that to that. And now we have another stone in the foundation of a good decision. Okay? Of a good decision. Um, you're You're dating someone. And, uh, and it's gotten serious. And now you need to make a decision, a long-term decision. What does your heart say? Now, be careful. This is a really good place to go off on that ditch of emotions as opposed to heart. Are you a conservative old fashioned person? Um, who is not happy in the city? Who's not happy with the rat race. Uh, who who does not want to. That's just not their life. Or vice versa. This person that just makes you feel all fluttery and butterfly. Uh, do they share the same outlook on life? Do they share the same values? Um, can you guys come to a place where your heart and her heart are compatible. Logic and reason. Alright, so you go to logic, and you think about it. It's like, what is it about this person? Let, Let me give you a little tip. Let me give you a little tip. The thing that is the most intriguing to you about this person that you are so enamored with and intrigued with, that will become the thing that drives you crazy once you get married. Think about that. All right. Consider it happens every time. Okay. Ask around. Go get that counsel. Go find some married folks, Some folks been together for a lot of years and say, look, I heard this. Is this true? The thing that is the most engaging to you that is the most intriguing to you that is the draws you the most about that person is the thing that is going to drive you craziest about them later all right so logic and reason get counsel and then know yourself and look at your own history and say well you know what Um this is my dating history and i dated this person and this is what killed it And I dated this person and this is what I did or this is how I felt, this is what killed it. I dated this person and this is what I did, this is what they felt about me, this is what killed it. I dated this person, her personality was this, my personality was this and it didn't work. I dated the next person, her personality was like this and my personality was like this and it didn't work. Take your own history into the account. What's different between this one and the last one's? All right. Other than the fact that you're thinking about standing up before God and man and vowing in a vow till death do us part. Okay? Decisions. If we can make better decisions, it stands to reason we can have a better life. You say, Dwayne, I have a lifetime history of bad decisions. I need to change that. I need to turn that around. I don't know how to do it. Well, you, you got to start with the small things. Okay. Um, and uh, start with the small decisions. And if you can make a decision. <coughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. If you can put a decision off for a day or two, then do so. If you're a very impulsive person and, uh, and you're constantly making snap decisions and then paying for them later. Then set yourself a time and say, you know what? I'm not going to make this decision uh, for X amount of time. And I'm not going to make this decision until I talk to some people that I can trust about it uh, until I have a chance to sit down and and start doing that with small decisions. Small decisions. All right. You start making decisions from the moment you wake up of a morning. You wake up. What am I going to do? I'm going to lay here and snooze for another 15 minutes. No, I'm going to tell myself that I'm going to have some discipline and I'm going to do what I need to do. And I'm going to get out of bed. You just made a decision. You just made a decision that was not based on how you feel, but on what you need to do. Okay. All right. I made the decision to get out of bed. And so I'm getting out of bed. I got out of bed. Now watch, time for another decision. I'm gonna turn around where I stand and I'm gonna make my bed. I don't feel like making my bed, don't wanna make my bed, but I'm gonna make my bed. All right? You just made another decision. You just made another decision. Follow through on that decision. All right? If you can't make the decision to get out of bed when your alarm goes off, you can't make the decision to make your bed you can't make the decision to, you know what, I'm, I'm going to eat a couple of eggs this morning for breakfast instead of Fruit Loops. Uh, you can't make that decision. Then how are you going to be able to make a decision, the right decision, a good decision on a career path or a job or a hundred thousand dollar loan to go to college or someone that you're going to vow to marry and be true to for the rest of your life? How are you going to make the giant decisions? If you can't make the little decisions, if you can't make the decision, you know what, I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm going to get off of TikTok for an hour and and I'm going to go for a good brisk walk around the block because I've become sedentary and my brain has become foggy and I'm just, this is not, this isn't right. If you can't make the little decisions, the little everyday decisions, how are you going to make the great big decisions? So start out with the little ones. It's like every decision I've made up this point has led me to this point where my life is, my life is, uh, it's a wreck. Okay. All right. Well, just because you made those decisions yesterday, doesn't mean you have to make them today. And just because you use that methodology of decision-making yesterday, does not mean you have to make it today. I talked about this last time in the last video I did on you messed up. Now what? Uh, and, and I've gotten comments this week. It's like Dwayne, I've messed up my life so bad. I don't see how in the world I'm going to get out of it and move forward by taking a step, by taking a step, how big a step, how big a step can you take? Well, Dwayne, I can only take a little tiny step. Then take a little tiny step, but take a step. All right, just take a step. You, you, you know they talk about. I, you know, I was watching a. I was watching a uh, interview video this week on somebody. And he had a, he got into a bad drinking problem. And his dad called him, and his dad had been through it. And his dad called him and said, are you, uh, you think about giving up? He said, yeah, I am. And his dad said, okay, just not today. Just don't quit today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Whatever we got to do tomorrow, just don't quit today. Little step. Okay. I'm not going to worry about quitting for the rest of my life. I'm not worried about quitting tomorrow. I'm just not going to have a drink today. Tiny step tomorrow. What are we going to do? Well, I don't know, but I'm not going to do that today. Just today. All right? Just make one good decision today. And do it when today starts so that you start off on a good step. All right? What am I going to do? I'm going to roll out of bed. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to pull my covers up and straighten my bed up. And I'm going to put my sweats and tennis shoes on and I'm going to go outside and I'm going to walk. Jogging is too much of a decision. That's too hard of a decision. I'm going to walk around the block. That's what I'm going to do. That's the decision I'm going to make. I'm going to get my butt out of bed. I'm going to pull my covers back up and straighten them up like a decent human being. And I'm going to walk around the block that's the decision i'm making tiny step tiny decision but that's what i'm doing am i doing it because i need to get healthy no and am i doing it because i need to lose weight no why am i doing it i'm doing it because i need to tell my body it doesn't matter how you feel and it doesn't matter what you want my mind and my will is in control of my life today and today i'm making decisions based on decisions that need to be made not based on How I feel, how I feel, okay? Decisions. And uh, you start improving your little morning decisions, your little daily decisions, and you got big decisions come up and you start, you start approaching it like it is as life-changing as it really is because a lot of decisions are life-changing, all right? You don't have to decide to go into the Marine Corps to make a decision that is life-changing. You don't have to decide to get married to make a de- to make a decision that's life-changing. There's a lot of daily decisions you don't even know. You turn around and look 10 years later like, man, that one day, that one decision I made uh, started me out down this road. And so we start with our decisions, all right? I hope it helps you. Okay? I hope it helps you. Uh, If it does, if you like it, click like. Uh, Subscribe if you haven't. If you know somebody, this might help. Uh, Hit share and send it to them. And uh, and just, just keep... It don't matter how bad you crashed yesterday. It don't matter. Today's not that day. Uh, and doesn't matter how bad your decisions were. Now you got to live with the result of yesterday's decisions, but you don't have to make them again. Okay. Uh, you can do this. All right. So what do we got going on? If I don't tell you, I'm going to have a hundred people get on there and ask. It's a charter Oak Connecticut shade. Um, now I've said this before. A lot of guys getting into to charter Oak is this is they're not sponsored. Okay. Charter Oak is not. A lot of guys getting into cigars, Dwayne, what is a good, smooth quality beginner cigar? I always say the Charter Oak Connecticut shade. That's where, when I point people out to begin, um, that's where I point them. Now, uh, I do have a sponsor on this, um, cigar, um, cigar place, uh, dot gov. They, uh. They, they are sponsoring and, and, uh, they've sent me cigars and, and when I order online cigars, that's where I'm ordering them from. And so I do recommend you go check them out. If you're wanting to get in cigars and uh, you want someplace online, a lot of places, it's hard to find a brick and mortar store where you can walk in and buy good cigars anymore. A lot of people don't have that option. And so that leaves the internet. So you might want to, you might want to check them out. Um, and, uh, for all of those, and there were a number who got on this week and wagged their finger at me for lung cancer, um, for smoking cigars, I want to thank you for the entertainment, uh, cause you're very entertaining and, uh, and for the rest of you, I want to thank you for your support and I want to thank you. Uh, I want to thank you that you're still trying, that I still live in a world where people are still trying. Okay. I wish you all the best and we'll catch you all next time.